Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stange of Stange Law Firm, PC. Stange Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stange. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stange, and I am one of the managing partners of Stange Law Firm. Stange Law Firm is a family law firm with multiple offices in the St. Louis metro area. We have offices in Missouri, and we have offices in Illinois. Well, welcome to Family Law Talk with Stange Law Firm here today. Today we've got a very interesting topic, which is a question, in fact, that we get from a lot of clients and a lot of potential clients, uh, I mean, all the time. And uh, the, the topic is this, is his property in debt simply spit 50-50 in a divorce? I think that's what a lot of people think. They think it's just an automatic 50-50 that the judge is just kind of a butcher manner, going to chop it down the middle, and each party gets exactly half, and, and that there's not really a whole lot of uh, uh, thought process past that. And so that's the topic here today, and we wanted to uh, spend some time talking about it since clients ask this question all the time. I should state before we get into the topic itself, as I always do, that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements and that the information you obtain today in this episode is general in nature and it may not apply to specific factual or legal circumstance and the laws additionally can vary in uh, particular states therefore if you require legal advice you should definitely consult an attorney who is licensed and competent to practice law in your specific jurisdiction all right so let's get back to this topic again today which Again, is a really common question we get from clients and potential clients, which is, and I think they just assume that that in a divorce case, a judge is going to take the property in debt, they're just going to split it in half, and it's just simple, it's easy, there's not a lot of thought to it, and it's almost automatic. And so a lot of clients will take this whole concept and then take it a whole step further and say things like, you know, do I really need an attorney? I mean, why do I need an attorney to help me out in my case? After all, the judge is just going to divide everything in half, right? And then in a lot of cases, <clears throat> maybe we're dealing with a client, and then you, you get into real issues about what you know, what the value of uh, certain property is. So you know, we might talk with a client about getting an appraisal uh, done. Uh, might be a situation uh, when you're dealing with uh, retirement accounts or investment assets where we maybe we need a forensic accountant to help us out to present the best case forward. And, and a lot of times, again, clients are resistant to it because what they think is this is easy, I mean, it's basically a simple thing. It's almost kind of robotic and that the judge just takes the assets. Uh, husband gets half, wife gets half. That's kind of the end of the deal. Nothing past that matters. And, and again, they think it's very automatic. And so, again, that is the question. Is property and debt always divided 50-50 in a divorce? And uh, here's a deal, which is if you look at the statutes in Missouri and you look at the statutes in Illinois on property division, and I have these right in front of me, and to the listeners out there, you can Google these and you can read about them afterwards and, and uh, you can read it yourself, which I think is a very helpful thing. But the truth is nowhere in the Missouri statute or nowhere in the Illinois statute is the word 50-50 in there at all. So it, it doesn't say 50-50. It doesn't state that the judge has to divide marital property and marital debt in a 50-50 manner. I mean, it's just it's just not there. And I think that you know, surprising to a lot of people because they, you know, they talk to family members, uh, they talk to friends, and they just hear that 50-50 is, you know, 50-50 is it, and they almost assume this is just the law and that it's an automatic thing. So, I mean, the truth is this is a myth if you think 
uh, property and debt and a divorce is just going to be automatically split 50-50. The statutes in Missouri and in Illinois uh, don't say that. They don't contain those words. So to the listeners out there, I'm sure to a lot of you, this is shocking, almost surprising, uh, because you know a lot of folks just hear this all over the place. So let's talk about what is in the statute and, and, and what it specifically states. All right, the Missouri statute on dividing property in debt and a divorce is RSMO 452-330. Okay, and I'm just going to read it to you, and it states, in a proceeding for dissolution of the marriage or legal separation or in a proceeding for disposition of property following dissolution of the marriage by a court which lacked personal jurisdiction over the absent spouse or lacked jurisdiction to dispose of the property, the court shall set apart each spouse at spouse non-marital property and should shall divide the marital property and marital debts in such proportions as the court deems just after considering all relevant factors. So key on the word just. What the Missouri statute says is just. The court has to divide the marital property and the marital debt in a way that is just, um, but nowhere in there uh, does it state uh, the word 50-50. It's just not in there. And then likewise, if you go to the Illinois statute on dividing uh, marital property and debt, it's very, very similar, and it's contained in 750 ILCS 5-503-D, and I'll just read the Illinois statute to the listeners out there as well. It says, in a proceeding for dissolution of marriage or declaration of invalidity of marriage, which means an annulment, or in a proceeding for disposition of property following dissolution of marriage by court, which lacked personal jurisdiction over the absent spouse, or lacked jurisdiction to dispose of the property, the court shall assign each spouse's non-marital property to that spouse, it shall also divide the marital property without regard to marital misconduct in just proportions considering all relevant factors. So there you go. That term just uh, creeps its uh, creeps its head right back in there just like in the Missouri statute. So, again, just. And uh, I just say to the listeners out there, what, what does just mean? Um, both these statutes talk about factors, and I will go through these uh, here quickly today in the podcast. And, again, I'd encourage the listeners, I mean, read the statute for yourself. Um, you can Google it. We also have links to it off our webpage. If you go to the page called Family Law uh, Tools and Statutes, we've got links to to uh, the Missouri and Illinois statutes on this point. But again, the term "just" is pretty gray. You know, it's pretty ambiguous. And on a practical level, what Judge A might think is just, Judge B might have a totally different viewpoint on what's just. And and uh, what a judge in one particular county might think is just. Uh, a judge in a, in a different county might look at the same case and have a different viewpoint on it. And so that's, you know, I, I think that component of it's really key for the listeners out there. And, you know, for listeners that follow judicial opinions, um, let me give you an analogy. You know, if you look at the United States Supreme Court, you know, they issue opinions on cases, and oftentimes the opinions are divided. In other words, you know, a certain segment of the justices go one way and a certain segment of the justices go another way. And you know, a lot of these cases are close, like five, four opinions. And so when you get into dividing marital property and marital debt and a divorce, and, and the legal standard as a term as vague as just, I just say to the listeners out there, um, this is not automatic. Now, this is not black and white. Uh, judges can do all kinds of different things, and different judges can look at the exact same case and uh, really have a different take on it based on their view of what is just. Uh, so if you're looking for certainty 
in terms of how property and debt is going to be divided and divorced. I mean, the truth is, I don't think you have much certainty going into proceeding. And what matters is, is the case that's presented in court, if your case doesn't settle, um, and, and the overall perception uh, the judge has of uh, you and your case in, in terms of the facts. And so uh, very vague, this legal standard, not a whole lot of certainty. And quite frankly, the myth of the 50-50 division uh, is just that, a myth. Now, I would just say practically, uh, most judges kind of start with 50-50 in mind, um, and I think most judges would say that, uh, but at the end of the day, it's not automatic. So a judge could find 55-45 just. You know, they could find 60-40 just. Um, you know, and they could go many other different directions as well. And so, again, 50-50 is not in there. So uh, let's look at the Missouri statute. The Missouri statute says the court is to uh, divide marital property and marital debt in a manner that's just after considering all the relevant factors. Well, what are those relevant factors? And, again, <clears throat> let me just, we'll go through these, and I'll and, uh, you know, try to kind of truncate a little bit because um, – you know, there's a lot of different factors there, but uh, let's go through it here quickly. Uh, factor one is the economic circumstances of each spouse at the time of the division of properties to become effective, including the desirability of awarding the family home or the right to live therein for reasonable periods to the spouse having custody of any children. Uh, two, the contribution of each spouse to the acquisition of the marital property, including the contribution of a spouse as a homemaker. So, you know, you can you can look at that and, and and see the court can go kind of two different two different directions uh, when you look at that factor. Uh, three, the value of the non-marital property set apart to each spouse. Uh, so a spouse who who's maybe wealthy coming into the marriage um, uh, and, and has a lot of different assets, a court can take that into account when they divide the property accrued during the marriage. And theoretically, they could, uh, you know, give the one spouse who has less assets coming in uh, a greater share of uh, of the marital property, just given that the other party has their own separate assets that they brought in that they're going to get to retain. Um, so that so that's definitely interesting. Uh, uh, for in Missouri, uh, the court can uh, look at the conduct of the parties during the marriage, and that is like shocking to a lot of the listeners out there, because a lot of listeners, you know, they've heard that divorce is now no fault, and their assumption based on that on that uh, no-fault uh, divorce is that conduct doesn't matter. Well, practically speaking, here's the deal. Uh, to get divorced back in the day, you had to prove specific things. You had to prove uh, either like abandonment, uh, some kind of physical abuse, an affair. Uh, I mean, there had to be egregious conduct in essence, and, and simply not being in love and growing apart and wanting uh, to be divorced was not good enough back in the day. You had to have uh, some kind of conduct uh, uh, to point to that showed the marriage was broken. But now, you know, with no-fault divorces, if both parties want a divorce and they concede the marriage is irretrievably broken, then, you know, in this day and age, you know, judges are going to grant a divorce in, in the state of Missouri if both parties want it. But at the flip end, the court can look at the conduct of the parties in dividing the marital property and debt. So, you know, an affair, you know, physical abuse, verbal abuse, some sort of dissipation of assets, I mean, you name it, you know, that can creep its ugly head right back into divorce. And so, you know, if you think no-fault divorce means you can do anything you want and, and your actions and conduct doesn't matter, well, when it comes to dividing property and debt, conduct of the parties in, in the state of Missouri is a relevant factor. It's also a relevant factor, by the way, in terms of determining spousal support.
So that's why uh, a lot of divorces will delve into affair issues or abuse issues uh, because it's a factor in dividing property and debt, and it can swing it. It could theoretically swing property division away from a 50-50 division to something different. Uh, and then the fifth factor in Missouri is the custodial arrangements for the children. So, you know, based on how custody is going to work, the court can take that into account in dividing uh, property and debt. So, so again, the court divides property and debt in a way that's just when considering these factors, and judges have, you know, a great deal of discretion in terms of what factors they ultimately uh, rely on in dividing property and debt in the state of Missouri. All right, so that's the Missouri statute. Let's look at the Illinois statute. Uh, the Illinois statute is quite... Uh, interesting, and it actually lists more factors in terms of dividing property and debt uh, than the Missouri statute. And, and a key thing, too, by the way, is when you look at the Illinois statute, um, it has uh, one key difference in that uh, initial paragraph, which it says the court is to divide the marital property without regard to marital misconduct in just proportion. So Illinois attempts to take the conduct of the parties during the marriage out of the equation for dividing property and debt. But Missouri, it's still, you know, it's still right in there in that statute. So kind of a, a big difference there between Missouri and Illinois. But let's look at the uh, the specific uh, components of the statute. Uh, one is the contribution of each party to the acquisition, preservation, or an increase and decrease in the value of the marital or non-marital property, including any such decrease attributable to payment deemed to have been in advance from the party's marital state. Uh, and the contribution of a spouse as a homemaker or to the family unit. So a little different than the Missouri statute, but similar. Uh, two, the court can look at the dissipation by each party of the marital and or non-marital property. So if somebody gambles, let's say, gambles away a bunch of money, uh, this could be lots of different things. In some cases, it could be somebody uh, maybe dissipates money on alcohol or drugs. Uh, but the short of it is if you're irresponsible with money and you cause uh, the value of the marital estate to decline, um, the court could deem that dissipation and take that into account. Uh, three is the value of the property assigned to each spouse. Uh, four, the court can look at the duration of the marriage. Uh, five, the relevant economic circumstances of each spouse when the division of property is to become effective, including the desirability of awarding the family home or the right to live therein for reasonable periods, the spouse having custody of the children. Uh, six is any obligations and rights arising from a prior marriage of either party. So if an individual is ordered to pay child support or maintenance uh, to somebody else uh, from a prior marriage, then that can come into effect. Uh, seven, uh, any anti-nuptial agreement of the parties. So if there's an anti-nuptial agreement, uh, oftentimes called a prenuptial agreement or a post-nuptial agreement, uh, that can be taken into account in the division of property and debt under the Illinois statute. Uh, eight. Uh, the age, health, station, occupation, amount, and sources of income, vocational skills, employability, estate, liabilities, and the needs of the parties. Uh, nine is the custodial provision for any children. Uh, ten is whether the apportionment is in lieu or in addition to maintenance. Uh, Eleven is the reasonable opportunity of each spouse for future acquisition of capital assets and income. So in some cases, the court could look at it and say, listen, uh, maybe in a particular case, husband or wife has a greater ability to generate uh, income uh, to replace assets lost than maybe the other spouse. And so you know, under that factor, court could definitely deviate from 50-50 cussing, could give the spouse who has a lesser ability to uh, generate income to get more of the assets because uh, it's not going to be easy for them, theoretically, to uh, to do that after the divorce.
and then 12, the tax consequences of the property division upon the respective economic circumstances of the party. So in terms of uh, like reti- retirement accounts, for example, um, you know, Roth IRAs versus traditional IRAs, those have terribly different tax consequences. Um, and a court can take that into effect in terms of dividing the property and debt. But you see under the Illinois statute a lot of different factors. And, uh, again, it, 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 let's take it back to the topic header here, which is, is property and debt simply split 50-15 in a divorce? And I know that's what a lot of people think. I know that's what a lot of people say. But the truth is it's the, what both the Missouri and the Illinois statute state is that marital property and debt is to be divided in a manner that's just when considering all these factors. And all the trial court has to do is uh, is make sure they give uh, uh, really the proper deference and the proper consideration to these statutory factors. But past that, they can do lots of different things. And uh, while maybe a lot of judges will say they start at the presumption of 50-50, and while a lot of judges probably do that, uh, they can deviate from it. And this is all the more reason uh, you want to have an attorney – uh, helping you in your family law case. You want to have an attorney who knows how to put on a case involving the division of property and debt. And in some cases, it might entail you know, getting uh, property appraised. It might entail having a forensic accountant uh, to help determine what the value is because it, these factors really allow the judges to go in a lot of different directions. So, uh, again, this is the topic. Is property and debt simply split 50-15 a divorce? And, again, the answer is no. That's a myth. It's an overly simplistic way of looking at it, and it's not what the statutes of Missouri and Illinois state. So, again, that's the topic here today. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in with Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. Definitely an interesting topic. I hope it was enlightening for the listeners out there. We'll see you next time on our next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today.